0: Yo, what's happening? John Fitch here. We got another outstanding John Fitch knows nothing for you. This beautiful January, Sunday, January. It's the last Sunday in January. It's getting there, huh? 28th it is. The last damn Sunday in January. Wow. Um, Time flies, man. Time flies. Where did 2023 go? I got started getting my theft money. I mean, taxation, tax money ready. <laughs> oh, but we're going to have a fun show. I believe it's going to be a fun show because uh, I cultivate reasonable, intelligent, and uh, smart people to watch. People who can have um, higher minded conversations about tough subjects and not emotional children who want to stutter and spurt and uh, just yell insults about things, you know, so it should be fun. We're going to be fun. We're going to talk a little bit about John and Nick. Um, I didn't get to watch the fights. I didn't get to watch the fights. I I missed the uh, one championship. They had some uh, fights going on. This weekend, I didn't I didn't catch those. I thought there was a UFC this weekend, but I misread uh, my calendar or whatever. And um, it's next weekend. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to catch that either because I'm going to be – I'm going to travel. I'll be back for the show, but I got some stuff to do down south. And uh, I missed the bare knuckles because I misread the time on that too. I thought it was going to be earlier in the day. I was mistaken, and I had committed to a a, uh, a dinner. Me and the boys went out. Me and my kids went out and uh, visited another one of my friends and met some people about some possible business stuff um, down in the future. So I don't I don't have any fights to talk about. I'm kind of upset about that because I know the it looked like there were some good fights. Bare knuckles it looked like there were some good 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 acts of violence there. They had their prospect um, show, one of their prospect shows where they're trying to find up-and-comers. And that can that be some gems because they've had one or two of those before and there were some guys that look like, you know, they might be built for that, built for the bare knuckles. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, and big news, I think big news for MMA, right, is they're talking about rules again. They're, they're, they're talking about revisiting the uh 12 to six elbows which could be a massive game changer in finishing rates honestly because that is a powerful elbow to use and if you can use that elbow uh for takedown defense that can that can change a lot of things up if you can if you can be in close guard on top and land the 12 to six that's massive that's that's a massive powerful strike you're engaging all of your core coming straight down gravity's helping you out a little bit i know i could have very much used the 12 to 6 elbow and that probably would have doubled my finishing rate absolutely pin a guy in the fence boom one of those suckers in the orbital on the nose in the teeth (sighs) sorry but that that's a hard strike there is something to say about that. I, I would like to see somebody do some uh, scientific research on it. Maybe some of you YouTubers out there. My kids watch some YouTubers who do a lot of experiment type stuff. Maybe some of you guys could do one of those. Get the little punch pad thing and try to see how much power you can generate from that 12 to 6 versus bending over and going uh, 9 to 3 or different different angles and see what that's like uh, from your back that 12 to six it can be affected, but I feel like you just, that's just such a hard movement. It's a hard natural movement to come straight down with that, with that spiky pointy elbow. I think that's massive. The other thing they're talking about is revisiting uh, the, the knees to the head on the ground situation when a guy has feet, his two feet are on the ground and he's tripodted up on his hands. And they're trying to say that <laughs> if, your hands are down, but your your knees aren't touching, and you're just tripoded hands, feet. I guess it's a quad pod if you have both hands down. But if you're in that four point stance kind of position, that's game on. I think that that's good. I think that's good. I think. I think I. I mean, you know what I think. You think I've talked about it before. I think we need to just have knees to the head on the ground. I think you would see a much uh, higher rate of people trying to pass guard and getting to. Good positions to to land those knees. You'd see higher finishing rates. I think you would have some serious problems with guys trying to wall walk to to get up and escape positions. I think it's better, guys. I think it's better. I know. Oh my god, it looks so bad. And uh, it's a fight. It's a fight. You're you're literally they just allowed guys to stand there and get slapped in the face and get undefended concussions. That's fine. But, oh, my God. Oh, they needed a head uh, from from side control. <gasps> oh, that's too much. It's too much. Uh, uh, I can't I can't handle it. It's too much. Get out of here. Come on. Come on. Right? We used to watch Mark Kerr, like, stick his thumb in cuts and try to make the cut bigger in a guy's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> knees needs the head. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. You're going to get... More finishing, more more finishes, higher finishing rate. What's the problem? You guys want to complain about finishing rates? I don't know. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, mostly, is the fans, the fan base. Not the majority of fans, but the loud fans, the loud, disgruntled fans who have never trained. They don't know anything about fighting. They really don't. And in my opinion, they are pro wrestling fans. They're pro wrestling fans and they treat MMA like pro wrestling. They don't understand what's going on. They don't get it. It's 100% entertainment to them. And I don't think that they're really sports fans. I think they are a minority. Um, I do not believe that they are funding the sport. I do not believe that these are the guys who are paying lots of money to watch things and see things. I, I don't believe that's who they are. And... For anyone to defend them, I think you're really telling on yourself. You're telling on yourself. Because if you're defending these uh awful douchebags who are they're just terrible, they're just terrible people, they're terrible to listen to. Nobody wants to listen to them, nobody wants to comment or be around that type of negativity. No one, no one does. And if you're defending them, you're like, hey, well, those those guys are who paid you salaries. No, we don't get paid salaries, we pay purses. First off, you're stupid. Second off, if you're defending them, that's that's a telltale sign that you're one of them. <laughs> you are one of them. You're one of those idiots. So I have no problem pissing on those guys, shitting on those guys because they're terrible. They're terrible human beings. They're they're bad for the sport. They're bad for humanity. They're gross. They're gross people. They're sexless storks who live at home with your mom. They're unaccomplished. They've never done anything hard in their life. They've never been successful with anything in their life. And they only want to crap on people. Um make themselves feel better. And I believe that the UFC has cultivated that type of fan for a while and rewarded that type of fan for a while. And Dana White has led the charge in showing them how to be garbage humans. Um, so let's talk about why that's a thing, right? I think you're right there too, Hamza Mir. You're not wrong. He says, and the algorithm promotes them. Uh Hamzamir saying fans from 2016 are pro-wrestling fans. I think it starts earlier than that, and we'll get into that. We will get into that. <laughs> that may be true. That may be true, Hamzmir. He says, uh, they didn't allow 12 to 6 because these dumb Fs watch people breaking bricks. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a very plausible reason for it I saw you guys go on huh there are some definitely some good uh one FC fights they are I just they're just not profitable and I don't know how long they're gonna stay afloat because if you're not if you can't show me numbers for, like, viewership that's that's comparable to something that it makes money and they're not profitable and they've never been profitable, that's a problem. It's hard to rely on that. Yeah, guys are getting a little bit brave to even mention it. Fitness Ninja says, hey, John, did you hear Rogan and Schwab recently talk about the lawsuit for a little bit? There's a clip on YouTube I saw. Yeah, I, I didn't pay much attention to it, but um we do have some clips of dc and rogan and other people rogan and other people talking about it and they completely incriminate and agree with our case and it's going to be funny for some of these people if they take the stand if some of these people are called to take the stand for the ufc there's actual video of them admitting that the ufc has a monopoly so good luck with that guys good luck with that ufc lawyers good luck trial starts april 15th april 15th so the first two weeks maybe three weeks will be plaintiffs giving testimonies well let's talk about this okay um which one was it john and nick all right Nick, am I saying his name right? Do I say it right? John and Nick, John Anick. He had some comments. We watched the uh, Duplicis and um, Sean Strickland fight the other week. And uh, Nick made some comments and he thought the Duplicis had won. And he thought he did it in a respectful way. And the uh, bottom feeders had a shit fit <laughs> they, they did not like him giving his professional opinion <clears throat> that he has uh way more experience way more um ability even even if i don't agree with him he i will take his viewpoint over any of these guys's viewpoint ever there, there is nothing that they could say that they have done that makes me think they would know more than him right you have you have it's basically like a 40-year-old virgin, right? It's the guy who has never touched a boob, right? Talking about how boobs feel. Yeah, it's like a bag of sand. It's like a bag of wet sand. And everybody else is like, what? Because they know, because they actually have some knowledge. That's the majority of these guys. They're 40-year-old virgins when it comes to fighting, right? When you train <clears throat> in jujitsu jitsu for like a year, you're like a two-stripe white belt. And you start talking to guys at the bar about fight stuff. And they start making comments about, oh, I would do this. Well, he should just do this. That, that two-strap white belt starts going like, wow, these guys don't know anything. These guys are idiots. These guys are less than white belts. Less than a white belt. That's a garbage. That's a garbage person. It's <laughs> a garbage person. Let's let's look at John and Nick's comments. And if I'm butchering his name, I'm sorry. Um, I guess I don't know if this is big enough for you to see, but uh, he says after the fight, right? He's like, even if you and I both discuss Drickus to police won the fight, we try to present that information respectfully. And when I go on to X or I go on to YouTube, comments seem like a lot of these fans are just in attack mode. And it said, I don't know if these fans are casual fans or not, I appreciate the passion, but I'm getting to a point at 45 years of age. Or I don't know how much time I have left in this MMA space, because if I go to, uh, if I go do pro football, like I'm not necessarily going to be dealing with this lowest common denominator all the time. I don't know, man. I just feel there's a lot of malice and disrespect from the fan base. So he clearly says lowest common denominator, right? And he didn't say everybody. He didn't say all the fans. He said lowest common denominator, and that's because, like. Intelligent fans, they're not an, oh, I must comment. I must be in comment section, right? People who are reasonable, non-emotional, who can control their emotions, aren't driven by their emotions, aren't aren't losers. (laughs) Can hear something, disagree with it. Like, eh, I hear your point. I hear what you said. And I think you're wrong. And they go about their business. They have a life. They have a girlfriend, kids, maybe wife. They got stuff to do, but not these guys. I have opinion, Ah, uh, listen to me in pinion They're dummies. They're absolute dummies. I hope you all hear this because you are stupid. You're stupid and you're losers and your life is, are pathetic. I don't make money off of you. None of these fighters make money off of you. You're nothing but garbage stuck to our shoes. Garbage stuck to our shoes and you want all the attention. It should be about you because you're jealous because you've wasted your life. You've lived a pathetic, gross ugly life and you're in, you're just ugly about it. Okay. That's you. That's you. All right. Anybody who spends that much time bitching about shit that you have no control over, like st- you're a spectator, be a spectator. Like if you want to be a fan, like support people, that's what you're supposed to do. Support them. Don't, don't be one of these pieces of trash. Um, and then uh, he also went on to say, I've just been very off put with the negativity that has permeated my feed since Saturday night. And I'm just not sure how much longer I have in this space, honestly. Uh, and if you notice the, uh, <laughs> the, um, my thumbnail, right. I'm like, first time, first time, John, first time first time dealing with these people (laughs) it's not mine uh these people are gross and i called this i called this it's nice that somebody else said something and it's nice that some of these reporters are starting to talk about these things it's a little late though it's a little late guys a lot late a lot late uh in my opinion this really started happening in in around 2010 around 2010 okay because I could noticeably feel a shift. I could feel a shift uh, primarily from the lapdog journalist, so-called journalists. They're really PR agents who work for the UFC. But you could tell with the way they were, they were framing questions, the way they were asking questions, the way they were publishing things and pushing things. It turned from how good is a fighter? How productive is a fighter? How, how can this fighter win this fight? Is this fighter able to compete with these people on this level? That was the dialect. That was the, the the way that things were talked about before. Around 2010, it was right before my my second fight with Diago Alves, right, UFC 117. That was when the questioning started happening about entertainment and entertainment value and excitingness and f- finishing, right? That's when that stuff started happening. You can go back. Go back and look at the, the press releases. Go back and look at those things and what they were talking about at those time periods. That's when I really noticed a shift. Everything shifted around 2010 around entertainment, right? And then and they start making comparisons uh with, with UFC and 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 WWE and oh well you know if it's not exciting, if it's not exciting, then it doesn't get it. You have to hit the exciting fights. You need the exciting fights to push forward. It wasn't good. It wasn't the best. We need the best fighters to fight for the title. It wasn't the best fighters need these ranks and moved up. It wasn't the best fighters that has to do these things, right? <clears throat> and then, yeah, that was a uh, that was a big thing, right? All pro months, said definitely with Shale Sonnen and Brock Lesnar bringing in the casuals 2010, and that was when, yeah, when Shale was really the first guy to do the whole Conor McGregor and the pro wrestling shtick. That was that was Shale, and he didn't even start it. It didn't start for him at 117. It happened after that. Right, He got that fight. He wasn't talking mad mad, crazy shit before then. It was after then. After that fight, he was the one who went in and started doing the pro wrestling promo cuts. And it all shifted. The, the gear shifted from how good are you? Can you compete with these guys? Are you able to win a fight against this person? It shifted from that to excitement. Exciting. Can you sell the fight? Can you sell the fight? That's all that mattered at that point. And it's only gotten worse. You have a snowball effect. It started with with that pushing um, the the press doing their PR work for the UFC, working for them, not being real journalists, working for them, pushing a message that the UFC wanted them to push. And then you have Shale and then other fighters copied Shale's uh, lead. And they start talking their way into fights rather than performing their way into fights, winning performance. When I say performance, I mean you win, you win. There's a set of rules. You beat somebody up by winning the fight. You move on to the next level, you know? And um, I think that's when things really started going downhill. And I, I stopped watching the sport, guys. I stopped watching fights altogether. I was fighting, but I was not watching them. Unless I was cornering one of my teammates or one of my teammates was fighting, I didn't, I didn't watch fights unless they flew me out and, and had me go to a show. I didn't watch fights. I didn't want to because I, I could hear all the same pro wrestling nonsense that I don't like and I didn't want to be any part of. And I have a lot of friends who we started watching fights early and they watched me and my career in the 2000s. And around that time period when I stopped watching because I didn't like the product they were pushing out there, my All my friends and all those people who were watching also left. They didn't want to watch it either. They didn't want to hear that stuff. They wanted to watch good matchups. They wanted a sport. They didn't want pro wrestling. They didn't want to watch a game show where you win CTE. They don't want to watch a reality show where you win CTE. Um, and that's really where <laughs> I think things started getting worse and worse because the product they were pushing out started turning away fans who actually liked watching the sport of MMA. And started cultivating this this seething, um, impotent, um, never left the house, never did anything real, never trained, never worked out type of fan base that was really just a small minority, honestly. And really loud, really loud online. Um, It's gross. It was gross. And... um, I didn't start. I didn't start watching fights again until like 2017, 2017, I think, or even later. I think it was like what 2019 when I started doing this show, and I actually started talking about fights again because I heard about the uh, the sunset clause, and I was like, oh, well, it might actually start turning back into a sport again instead of being pro wrestling because Francis Ngannou was starting to action his way out of the UFC by using. That sunset clause, and I was like, "That's exciting. Maybe we should give watching fights again uh, a chance." And uh, now we're here, and luckily, Bare Knuckles is around, and I really like Bare Knuckles. They canceled the sunset clause, <laughs> but the class action lawsuit has also progressed forward. So we're making gains. We're we're pushing the sport. Hopefully we're pushing things back into sport where we can actually care about who's good rather than what's entertaining and what shit show the, the lowest common denominators want to watch. Cause so I don't care what those guys like and what they want to see. Um, Let's see what some of the, uh, reactions, because it's not just me who understands, understands this, right? are plenty of other fighters who will agree, right? MMA fans as a whole suck. Fighters defend, and support John and Nick after concerns about UFC future, right? Um, Let's see. Tired of negativity in MMA. Matt Brown, Matt Brown's solid dude says, I hope John H knows that the vast majority of us love him and know that he's great for the sport. The ones being negative and talking stupid shit are the minority and hate their own lives so much that they try to protect or try to project. Sorry, I'll say that again. The ones being and talking stupid shit are the majority or the minority. (laughs) I can't speak. And hate their own lives so much that they try to project that onto those in the spotlight. F do you, John. Uh, Jimmy Manua says, How can anyone talk shit about John and Nick? I mean your corner brother. Coach John Kavanaugh. As the great Forrest Griffin told me many years ago, post don't read. John is truly brilliant at what he does. Stay at it, brother. Just avoid the comments. Muhammad Mokev says, John and Nick, you're a legend. Oh, there's me saying... uh, I'm I'm commenting, responding to uh, Robert Joyner made a a comment. We should read his whole comment. right? He says, John and Nick, uh, saying that UFC fans are the dregs of the sport fandom. Funny thing is, the UFC has cultivated... Encourage their fan base to be such. Uh, I quote tweeted this and I said, this is the correct take. And I called it at least 14 years ago. I did. I did. No one listened. No one listened. I'm that, I'm that whatever God that uh, can see the future and to tell people, but nobody, nobody believes me and laughs. And so, yeah, whatever. And then it happens. Cub Swanson says, sometimes you just need a break from the madness. For the record, Anik is a solid dude. Nazim Sedkov says, don't ever come for my man, John Nick." Sadiq Youssef says, as a fighter, I feel seen. So all these fighters are kind of in agreement. Like they're disgusted by this like lowest common denominator fan, the, the minority that's loud. We need to delete them. I don't think that they bring in that much money. They don't. They don't bring in that much viewership. I bet the majority of them are illegally streaming anyways. Ramsey in a gym says, I agree. MMA fans are toxic. This sport is just different. It takes different people to do it and cover it. Paul Costo, John and Nick is the man. The best we have, guys. Gilbert Burns says, my man John, my man John and Nick is a legend on the commentary. Jay Perrin, only fan base I know that considers people at the highest level bums or that they be able to beat them themselves. I mean fans as a whole suck. I don't say it's all of them, no, it's not all of them. It is a small group. It's really a small group. You probably have a, a small it's a small group of guys who all have multiple uh, anon screen names and are always posting, probably liking their own posts. And UFC, Dana White, has deliberately, in my opinion, has deliberately marketed to some of these people and amplified their voices. I think it helps Dana. It helps the UFC in negotiations because they can like be, look, these fans don't even like you. They don't even want to see you. They think you're terrible. They think you're boring. They think you suck. Why should we pay you anymore? If these fans don't even like you, it it only benefits the promotion. It really does where, you know, you have freedom of speech. Nobody's trying to take away your freedom of speech. Say what you want to say, but there's no freedom from consequence. Okay. Uh, The government can't punish you for saying whatever you want. There's no consequence from the government for you having freedom of speech. That's what that's about. You can say whatever you want to. But there's going to be consequences. If you go into your work and you say a bunch of offensive stuff, there's a good chance you're going to get fired. Right? And if somebody wants to block you or tell you to leave, if you go into somebody's restaurant and you say offensive things, they can ask you to leave. They can say, "Ah, we're not going to serve you. We're just not going to serve you. We don't, we don't have to, you don't have to tolerate things in your life. People have a a right to, um, people have a right to set boundaries. And if you're a douchebag, we can say bye. (laughs) You can set a boundary and tell people to leave. There's nothing wrong with that. The idea that anyone has a right just to shit on somebody because they're a loser and they're jealous. Like I don't agree with that. You, don't have, you can say whatever you want to. Like do it in your own time, do it in your own living room. Has nothing to do with virtue singing. It has nothing to do with politics. Doesn't have to do anything with that at all. It's like you're a douchebag. Why why are you being a douchebag when everybody else is trying to watch a sport? Like I wanna I wanna see something that's respectful. I wanna see something on the lines of like NBA or NFL, NHL type performance. I don't. I don't want to be around douchebags. I don't want to be around losers who've never accomplished a damn thing in their life. No one has. No one. You don't have a right being a loser to force yourself into somebody else's environment. What have you done to deserve to be around this? I just exist. I just exist, so I deserve all the things. No, like you don't want to like the people who are producing stuff like we don't owe you anything go away bye i don't agree with uh this idea that not wanting douchebags around you is somehow like woke or somehow like political in any way a virtue signal that's i don't know that's pathetic container word trying to like shame somebody for not wanting to be around a douchebag If I'm standing around with a group of friends and somebody starts acting like a douchebag, I'm going to tell you to leave, (laughs) I'm going to tell you to leave, and if you keep acting like a douchebag, you're probably going to catch a knuckle sandwich from somebody, that's real life, that's the world we live in, if you want to be a douchebag, something's going to happen to you, but you get this wall of protection online, I can say mean things to anybody and it makes me feel good because the rest of my life sucks. And then you, you're gonna try to put that person down because they wanna they they block you or they remove you and they don't want to deal with a pathetic loser. Sorry, that that's the equivalent. In my opinion, that's the equivalent of saying you have to be willing to have sex with a trans woman. No, <laughs> no, you're allowed to make your own decisions and decide who you want to be around and what kind of people you want around you. The, the, there's no, there's no f- like forced. Oh, you have to put up with me because I have the right to say what I want. No, I I don't have to entertain any of you in any way. Bye. I can block you. I can remove you. I can I can <laughs> silence you in my group. In my my personal space, you don't you don't have a right to my personal space in my life. Bye. Go away. Reasonable, rational people who aren't emotionally um, stunted, they don't have to comment. Like the, the intelligent people I know don't get bent out of shape and have, I must comment. I must comment online. I got to I gotta call him stupid and make him feel dumb. Ugh. It's like, eh, I don't really agree with him. Click. Let's watch something else. You get on with your life. I, I feel like you're, you're, uh, people like that are exposed to lead. They're eating lead paint, maybe. They got too much lead in their pipes because maybe they're poor and they live in a poor area that has a lot of lead in the water. I am hype is asking, what do you think about bone nickel? This is a little bit off course. I think, um, Great wrestler has a lot of potential, uh, sp- a lot of potential in MMA specifically because I-, I don't see a lot of good um, good wrestlers in in 185. Kazmet ha- ha- right or Kemzet Kemzet I say it wrong because the whole the whole stupid Hamzat K- Kazmet suit <laughs> so I get the name mixed up Kemzet right. He's got good wrestling too, but I don't know. If he's on Bo Nichols' level of wrestling, um, Bo needs a lot of time to develop a stand-up, though, and I'm afraid that they're going to throw him in too too deep, too fast. Um, And he's going to have a lot of success against a lot of guys just because if he can get inside and get to a leg, he's putting you on the ground. Um, But he needs time to develop. And if they don't give him some time to develop, if he doesn't have management and people who are smart enough to give him the time to develop, he may run into a roadblock early just because he needs the experience. Experience matters a lot. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him get to 10 wins before he fought somebody ranked, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, hell, I'd like to see him get to 15 wins, 15-0, and 0 before he fights a ranked guy, but that's, that's not going to happen. They're going to throw him in because they want to make money off of him now. They got the hype going. They have people talking about him. You're asking about him. They're going to throw them in there as soon as they can to make money off of them they don't they don't care about building guys long term they want to make money off you right now pay me now pay me now make the money now people are talking about him now we got to put him in the fight now i don't i don't necessarily i mean overhyped i don't know i don't know if overhyped is a good word for it i think it's just early it's early to know we'll see I am hype saying uh, social media is ruining the sport in terms of casual fans. That's a thing though. Is that it? Or because like I can't even post, I can't even post a funny meme because it's a little bit anti-government or it's a little bit anti-certain politician, right? It goes against some kind of narrative. And then I get, I get my, my uh, page suppressed and I get my, my things taken down. Right. I put up the, I put up a a meme of, of Jeffrey Dahmer at five guys with a burger and it said you know guys i don't think there's really five guys in this i got like a strike community strike warning whatever on instagram and now you can't even like see my stuff uh, on any any of the stuff unless you like go to my page and look for it like it's ridiculous so the idea that social media like who's somebody's allowing this because ufc would have the power 100 to be like hey you know what we don't want negativity We don't want negativity around our product. They don't have to allow it. You know, um, even me complaining about Instagram, getting mad at that joke joke meme. Well, like it's still, it is their platform and they don't want those type of jokes around. What am I going to do? Yeah, it's so unfair. I complain about it. I think it's silly. I can laugh at them. But at the end of the day like it is theirs i'd have to create my own i have to create my own platform right i could i could uh post all those memes i could create a telegram platform and just post all my memes there no problem and then uh, i'd do special invite for people to come and look at my memes <laughs> my telegram chat that's something i could do you know and uh i wouldn't get knocked or, or taken down on, on, uh, Instagram or whatever, there are certain things you can't say on Twitter or you'll get a, a a reduced visual, whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but somebody, somebody wrote tranny in one of my, uh, comments on one of my t- comment on one of my tweets or whatever. And it got a limited, limited visibility. That's what it was. Limited visibility. You couldn't retweet it. You couldn't comment on it and you couldn't quote tweet it. There's limited visibility. So you had to like go to my thing, go to the responses and then click on see more stuff just to see it. So like it was buried. So these tech platforms have the power to disappear um, the stuff they want to. So if the UFC really wanted to clean up the attitude around the fan base, they could, they have the power, the technology's there, but they don't want to. This, This plays in their favor. They want this. I think most of these people are probably Joe Silva on like six computer screens, ah, little midget hands hitting a bunch of buttons, pretending to be to ten different people. Tall guy, six nine, six nine. That guy sucks. Ah, he can't fight at all. He's got to stand on a. He's got to stand on a little box to get to the keyboard. But yeah, back to Bo. I, 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 he has the potential to beat. You know, like, do you think he could beat Deplastis? I think he stands a chance. You know, if he cannot get cracked, I don't think Deplastis' stand up is so amazing that he's going to get lit up. Um, you know, he would struggle with Izzy, but I think if he gets inside on Izzy, he takes him down. So, I, you know. He still can't beat these guys. He still could beat these guys, but I think he should develop more and when he develops more then he those are like guaranteed wins. He's going to have a long career at that at that weight. But if he goes too fast too soon, I don't know. It's hard to tell. And then the rankings are all whacked anyways because it's all controlled by the ufc who knows how good anybody is they just make up all the rankings and then and then um control the matchups in a way that makes sure that the guy that they want to win wins if you got a striker who's got no ground and sucks at a takedown defense and you only make him fight other strikers and you make him fight brawlers who have no wrestling ability or you make him fight jiu-jitsu guys that have no wrestling or takedown ability well you're you're stacking the deck Heavily for that for that stand-up guy to win. Like to me, that's kind of fight fixing. That seems a little bit like fight fixing, doesn't it? Like knowing that hey man, this guy has a 95% chance of winning this fight. Is is if somebody having a five percent chance of winning, is that really a good matchup? Like, oh, but he still could. Mm, mm. And then and then if things go the way it's supposed to, the guy who only had a 5% chance of winning gets knocked out brutally, and he's got severe CTE from that knockout. Is that is that really – it's like, oh, in football, you know, you got – who I don't even know who's playing, whatever. They're, they're getting ready for the Super Bowl. But like Baltimore, right? I heard Baltimore is playing to try to make it in. You take Baltimore and you're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to have Baltimore play. Was it the Lions, right? We're going to have where will Baltimore play this high school team. The high school team still could win. Hmm. They won their state tournament. They could still win. Hmm. It's possible. It's only 2% chance, but that's not fixing. That's not fixing the game. That's not rigging it. They could still win. It's still possible. Really? Really? You're not going to let the Lions play. You're going to put in this high school team instead, and you're going to take bets on the game, and you're still like, oh, they might win. They could win. You know, but even worse, you don't tell people that it's a high school team. <laughs> you tell people like, "Oh, this team is is the next best team. It's the next best thing. It's so much better than than Detroit. They're they're so much better than them. Detroit's afraid to fight. <laughs> they're cowards. They're not exciting. I don't know, man. It feels, right? I'm gonna go into my feelings because it's the feels before reals world, right? It feels. Like fight fixing. Ah, I didn't have coffee for three weeks. I'm drinking coffee all day today. <laughs> I did a coffee, a coffee break. It's gonna take a break from things, all right? But it just tastes so damn good. It's so damn good, man. Coffee, it's a magical elixir. Ikram, where's Ikram fighting for? Ikram is the best wrestling at 185. He's got he's great on the feet. I don't know that. Yeah, uh Bo's claims Clemson boxing for years. It it's hard to get really great at, at striking, you know. Fitness ninja. Is your IG monetized? It was. It was. It started off being monetized in 2022, but they took that away. Too many fact checks, and, um, yeah, they took it away. <laughs> they didn't like it. It all started it all started going downhill when I posted the meme with three Man's, right? Three Man's. They're all pointing at each other. One said the cold, one said the flu, and the other one said the, the cove thingy. All right? Yep, you're right, Amzamir Shadow Band. Correct, James. You need to have a good frame not to fall into some of these traps. We're also we're also in a uh, election cycle, so it's a big it's a big thing. I am hype says. Of course, John gonna be shadow banned. Media are biased. It's uh something I'm I'm learning. I I'm, I have this theory, guys. Tell me if you think I'm right on this theory. If I'm onto something on this theory, but if you take a political stance on the far left or the far right, you're not banned. Right, because this is what I'm 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 seeing is I get a bunch of stuff on my feed that's either far left or for far right. Okay, and I post a lot of stuff that makes fun of both sides, right? So you'd call me a moderate. I'm not not really moderate, whatever. But I just I call the bullshit on both sides. I think it's both bunch of crap. Um, right. I'm not trying to be left. I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to be an individual. I'm trying to be free. I don't want to be putting no box. Don't put baby in no corner. Okay. So I'm noticing that if you play that, if you're an individual that makes fun of both sides, you get more censored and more uh, suppressed shadow band than if you pick one side and push that one uh, stream of content. I don't know if any of you have noticed something like that. Let me know if you have, I think I'm onto a theory here. Because I think it it pushes that left right paradigm that they want you to fall into. There are only two choices. There are only two ways to think. You're either on this side or you're on that side, right? You can't you can't be an individual who's up here. You have to be over there, over there. You can't be floating around making your own stuff up and thinking for yourself. You can't use critical thinking to evaluate the world for yourself. You got to pick that side or you got to pick that side, right? I don't know. I don't know. Just my theory. Just my theory. Yeah, X is better for me. Memes. That's why I, I get a lot of memes from X, and then I put them on I put them on uh Instagram. I need to just, I need to make my own. I've been making a few of my own. I made a fedora uh hat, <laughs> Fedora uh hat uh meme. I thought it was hilarious. And then I made this meme. I think it's I think it's brilliant. It makes my girlfriend laugh and that's really all that matters. My chick, my chick laughs at it. <sighs> yeah, I stay away from uh, I stay away from the TikTok. I don't need that Chinese PSYOP up stuff. It's crazy. The stuff my, my girl I I I told my chick to start sending me some of the crazier stuff that comes in her feed. It's nuts, man. It's, it's literally brainwashing, indoctrinating, whatever you want to call it, people who get exposed to it all the time. <clears throat> she was asking me about like different surgeries and stuff that these women are getting. And wouldn't you like that more? I'm like, no, you look like the same androgynous alien trans person. No. And then she played a dirty joke on me and she sent me, she had a filter. That did like the the puffy lips and like the cheek implants and like the nose stuff. She sent it to me and I was just like, this is fake, right? Like my heart sank. I was like, oh, you did not butcher your face. You did not do this. Oh, I was only going to break my heart. But she's like, no, I'm kidding. I was like, thank God. Fell to my knees and wept. (laughs) Prayed to God. Thank you, Lord. God is good. I ain't saying much. I am hype. I'm sorry. He says, what's your opinion on one FC, one fighting, or one championship? It's not even the FC anymore. It's one championship, which is number one promotion in Asia. What does that even mean? They're not profitable. So what does that tell you? If the number one promotion in Asia is not profitable, like, what do you spot? What's your opinion on that? Like, oh, it's this, this great business. Uh, they're in the running for first, but they don't make any money. They're hemorrhaging money they're losing money all the time they're barely together they can barely piece it together for the next show i i mean like make some money be profitable and then i can take you seriously but like out of all of asia out of all the eyeballs you're supposed to be accessing out of all the the billions of people who live in china you're not turning a profit I can't take it seriously. I cannot take it seriously. But yeah, guys, getting back to the thing, right? So UFC, Dana White, they have um, cultivated this thing. I think it's weaponization. Your weaponization of the lowest common denominator, right? That's what it is. It's weaponized. They're weaponizing the fans against the fighters, so that it's easier to suppress their wages—not wages, their purses, right? Because it's not—you're not employees, right? They're fighting for purses. They're fighting for titles. They're fighting for ranks, and the purse is the prize. Is one of the—it's um, um, payment for notoriety, payment for notoriety. So they're able to suppress the purse because they're able to use the weaponized lowest common denominator to see see look you're not you're, you're not up there you don't have enough uh notoriety to get paid more people don't like you you're not you're boring you don't produce numbers you don't put butts in seats look what these people are saying about you here's proof i think that's what it is i think it's a weaponization of of dummies and I, I, there's probably a thousand of these people who are actually joe silva all day long. He's like the the whiz behind the, behind the curtain. James Y says, uh, still keeping your news resolutions, John, mostly, mostly, um, I have not smoked or, uh, this is my first day with any coffee. Uh, I've been working out really consistently. I've not missed any of my lifts. I've been doing cardio um, two to three times a week. So I'm pretty consistent with that. I did have one night where I drank with my chick. She really wanted to have some vodka. And it actually made me sick for a few days. Like, I didn't feel good for a few days. That was last last Saturday. And, um, yeah, <clears throat> I haven't not doing that. I did have a little bit of a drink at my my little business type meeting yesterday. The owner, it was a rat a restaurant that the guy owned and he made me he he insisted. So, I had a little bit of uh some uh uh not whiskey, but uh bourbon. He made a little bourbon drink. It was nice. I didn't I ate a big meal and I didn't finish it. So, it was mostly a taste. But for the most part I'm I'm 95% still on it. 95% still on it. Eating, eating clean, eating good, trying to get in better shape. I'm trying to get I want to be jacked and ripped for my 46th birthday that's coming up. You're right. It's true. Hamzamir says shadow banning is worse than being banned. It is because You can almost monetize being banned because you can go on other platforms and go, oh my God, I got banned. I got kicked off. These people hate what I'm doing. And then you could like create a Telegram channel and people will pay you to follow you on the Telegram channel or somebody else will pick you up somewhere else. And it'll it'll free you. It'll free you of the burden of that platform. You don't have to post or be around or be on or do anything for that platform anymore. It's kind of a blessing. It's like, okay, they don't want me here. I can go. But the shadow banning is like, you're muffled you're screaming into the abyss ain't, ain't nobody seeing any of your posts nobody's looking at your stuff and um it's hard to like rally the troops because they're like ah maybe you're just boring you're not shadow banned you're boring <laughs> nobody wants to watch any of your stuff uh, it's kind of you're right shadow banning is kind of worse Yeah, you should uh people should pay attention to Dr. Shiva. That was he's that one video you sent me. Hamza Amir is saying the swarm people should watch Dr. Shiva's video on the swarm. It's a fifteen minute video. Yep. Useful idiots. Yeah, I, was, I think I, I joined that telegram uh, thing you sent, but like I'm overwhelmed with how much stuff there is to consume all the time. It's really difficult. I don't know where a lot of people find the time to watch all the stuff and consume all the stuff. It's difficult, man. Cause I got kids and I'm trying to like do stuff. I'm trying to get myself to play ukulele more again, right? Cause I don't, I, I've forgotten a lot of songs. I was getting pretty good at 10 songs and now I've only got a few songs that I can kind of still remember. <laughs> Kepsta saying, uh, Aoki was saying, "I hate Chitry." Want to see president after he wins? And the translator didn't say it. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Fitness Ninja, that's a good, those are good things that on your list. Guitar and language learning is on my list to do. Yeah, I just, I, I've been trying to read more. Um, I read um, Ryan Stone's book, Frame, Red Pill Praxeology Frame. I read that. It was really good. It's a really solid book. My friend uh, started reading a book that I had, and I had been on the shelf for a long time, so I read it just, just to kind of... Uh, be able to talk to him with about it. I'm almost done with it. I'm gonna shoot him a text when I think about it. Um, but the way of the superior man. It was like it's book. Book's twenty years old. So at the beginning of the formation of the red pill, that was early two thousands when guys were on so suave and the pickup artist stuff started kicking off, and the red pill term was first coined in that early two thousands, uh, around you know figuring out a way to understand the human sexual dynamics this book was written right and it if today standards i'd say it's a purple pill book because it's got some it it touches on some of the concepts and it kind of gets them but it's not focused it doesn't really understand them it has just a ton of woo woo language ton of woo -woo language and word salads and um you know you'll read like two paragraphs and be like what do they even say you know and uh I can I can see where there's some stuff you could get out of it that's good, but like it just it's not as it's not it's too shotgunned and too much woo-woo. Whereas if you focus on more of the developed ideas around red pill, you're gonna get more of a a laser beam focus on the stuff that works and how to apply it, you know, what to pay attention to. Oh, I had a good show. This is a good show. It felt good. It felt good because I know that there are so many amazing fans, right? And this was something that I I had tweeted. Somebody said, Oh, poop crapping on the fans who pay yourself. They pay, first of all, they said salary or whatever. Like, no, you're dumb. It's a purse, it's not a salary. And no, like, I fought in the 2000s and then, you know, I felt the shift in 2010 and things started getting worse. And I stopped watching. I stopped reading comments. I didn't care. I just trained, took care of my family, and I fought. And that was it. Uh, But the fans in the 2000s were awesome. They were awesome. Yes, every once in a while, you got some, uh, some douches who said stupid things. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of the people who watched trained on some level. They had some level of training. They wrestled some. Um, they were much more respectful. They were much more understanding. The thought process, even when they're being douchey, was around, you're not good. You're not a good fighter, rather than, you're not exciting, or where's the finishes, or whatever douchey Dana White verbiage. Right? You can hear just people spouting off Dana White verbiage. It's like uh, he, they're, they're talking points. It's like he's the hive mind leader, and he says the talking point, and the rest of them just go out and repeat what he just said. And he didn't have that in 2000s. The 2000s weren't perfect, of course. There were plenty of people that were haters, and we talked about them as haters. That was the Eddie Murphy and the the hater uh, was the Hater Olympics or the Hater whatever awards. Hate, 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 hate. Um, well, Charlie Murphy got his little award for the hate (laughs) being the best hate and pimp. Uh, but yeah, so that was around. It was definitely around. We started seeing tastes of, you know, the ambiguity and the, the, the barrier of the screen protecting people. The keyboard warrior was, was coined, but I don't, I don't think that it was as prevalent is, is today. And I don't think the numbers are more. I don't think there's a larger percentage of people who are like that. But I do believe that the good fans, the fans that pay, the fans that are respectful, the fans that really appreciate the athletes are just quieter. They have lives, they have things to do. And I don't think they're, um, I don't think they have the time to be like, ah, you're a douchebag loser because of your opinion. You hurt my feelings with your opinion. I don't think that that was the majority. I think it was better. And I think things have progressively gotten worse since 2010. And that's that's really where I'm putting the flag in it because of the thing I was feeling, what I was feeling from the press, what I was feeling from the media and online sentiment at that point, I could feel the shift. I could feel this shift um, pulling away and pushing things towards this. this, I don't know, man, this emotional pro-wrestling. It was pro-wrestling. These were pro-wrestling fans. They were uh, talking like pro-wrestling fans. They people who didn't train, didn't understand fighting, didn't understand what it meant to be punched in the face. They've never been choked before. They've probably never even done hard cardio that, that made them puke. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll agree with the smaller. That's why I said percentage, right? Uh, Kepsa says, or the fan pool 2000-2010 was smaller compared to today, and Facebook and Twitter were just getting started. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm saying I don't think the percentage is larger. I don't think 50% or 75% of the fan base are this this gross, low-hanging fruit. No, I, I don't. I think I don't think it's a more prevalent number of people. I think it's the same percentage. There might be more of them. But at the same time, like the promotions don't have to put up with this. They don't have to deal with it. Like put a kibosh on it. Um, you already have, you already have Instagram and Twitter and all these other companies online are already doing it. Google are already censoring and banning and hiding things. Like if the promoters really wanted a better fan base, they could actively do something about it you know um i think golf <laughs> is pretty contained on the type of fan it allows around the same thing with like tennis so if you had unruly people like talking smack and yelling and doing something that they didn't want around they would remove those people i don't think there's anything wrong with having boundaries and not a wanting to have dirt and filth and ugliness Around your stuff. You want freedom of speech? Cool. It has nothing to do about freedom of speech. You know, we're not talking about political things. The government has no right to stop you from saying political stuff. If I don't want you in my business, I don't want you in my bar, I don't want you in my gym because you're a douche, (laughs) you're a douchebag, and I don't like the way you talk, I can tell you to leave. I'm allowed to have boundaries. I'm allowed to keep my product and my customers that I like safe and away from you and I can dislike Instagram and Twitter for what they do when they censor my memes but at the end of the day like it is it is their platform and on some level I do have to listen you know to what to what they approve of and what they don't approve of I don't have much room to To bitch and moan. I don't like it. I think it's silly. I think they're... uh, I think they're gay for doing it. (laughs) But they're still allowed to. Right? They're still allowed to. If I really have to show my means to somebody, I can can start a Telegram channel and make it private. Make people give me a dollar a month or something. And then I don't have to worry about it. So... I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe that the UFC has cultivated this type of behavior and they support this type of behavior. And um, it benefits them when negotiating contracts with fighters. I really do. You're not the only one fitness ninja. I am in, in full agreement with you. I am hype. Uh loosely, loosely. Um, I enjoy it. I follow it loosely. I watch more of the technique stuff than anything because I do run a wrestling class and I like showing kids new techniques and new things. Um, I am hype saying, John, do you follow the wrestling like Olympic wrestling? Because Last World Champs was fire. Uh, and I and I follow all the stuff on um Twitter. I follow those those things on Twitter and um Instagram. So I see highlights of a lot of the stuff and I'm keeping up, up to uh, date with some of that stuff, but like, I'm terrible at remembering the names and I haven't watched like a full match or whatever. I don't have a flow wrestling, um, subscription or anything like that. So partially, I partially follow, I partially follow. It's again, it's one of those things. It's like, where do people find the time? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm busy all day long and if i'm i'm not doing something like i have to lay down and take a nap cuz i'm exhausted <laughs> i don't know i'm doing my best do my best man all right guys thanks for watching i appreciate you uh tuning in i appreciate that you're not the lowest common denominators and spewing nonsense we're going to get some good uh clips my um my editor peter is going to pull some great stuff from this and I'm sure my comments are going to be fire full of the (laughs) shitheads because they're losers they got nothing better to do they really got nothing better to do so I'm going to say some stuff insulting them so now that they can do something they'll have something to do they'll have something to do in their mom's basement with their pathetic lives and they'll feel feel good about themselves for a second because they'll make fun of me they'll call me lemmy but Lemmy is God. Oh, you got long hair. You got mustache and chops and uh, boy. Uh, and they'll have something to do. So you're welcome. You're welcome, losers. I gave you something to do today. Oh, that sucked. Somebody's honey is clouding my icebox. Somebody's cold one is giving me chills. Guess I'll just close my eyes. Oh, yeah. All right. Feels good inside. Slip on the telly, wrestle with Jimmy. Something is a bubbling behind my back. The bottle is ready to blow. Say it ain't so your drug is a heartbreaker. Oh. See, I need practice, man. I'm I'm a little rusty. That's uh, that's good stuff, though, guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you, and uh, I'll check you all later. Make sure you go to the Instagram and follow and share.